1: to another episode of Vinny Los makes the Hall of Fame case four. dot 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 and I'm pretty excited about this because he's going right to my home country to my I don't know, I want to say my birthright because that's not quite accurate but basically something that is near and dear to every Canadian it's hockey and you're going to be talking about somebody who when I was a kid because I'm significantly older than my good friend here Vinny uh, this name was never uh, discussed. Actually, this whole league, I didn't even know about until about 10 years ago.
0: So, yeah, that's correct.
1: Yeah, so why don't, you t- why don't you tell everyone who we're talking about today?
0: Well, I'm going to go with someone who, despite the fact he may not have an article on Wikipedia, it has not stopped me from doing a case of someone before, C. Wilford Winkenbach. But I want to talk about one of the co-founders and the head of the Colored Hockey League, James Alexander Ross Kinney, better known as James A.R. Kinney.
1: Yeah, and it's a really interesting uh, part, part of Canadian history, or really just history in general. Uh, the, under, the Underground Railroad, uh, a lot of uh, Black people were, as they were escaping uh, the slavery of the South, uh, migrated to uh, Canada or what would become Canada. because Canada didn't become a country until 1867. Uh, so but a lot of them came to the Maritimes. So there is a significant a lot of people don't know this. actually, that's where the Rock's father is from. I don't know if you knew that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, so it's, if I recall that's also where Loyal Ree's uh, family is from. They were yes. slaves that were that were around in America. And they fled to Canada mm-hmm. to escape slavery, which good slavery bad.
1: I <laughs> well, I I don't think you're making a really bold position on that one, but yes, I think we all agree on that. But uh, a lot of the, a lot of them uh, traveled to Nova Scotia, uh, and this is sort of where the colored hockey league that you're going to be discussing uh, originated. And I was shocked to learn that it its roots were 1895. Oh my god. Yep. So as hockey is developing in the, in the country of Canada, in different places uh, throughout uh, through the West, through, through, the, through the prairies, through Ontario, through Quebec, uh, this is almost happening at simultaneously.
0: Yep, that's correct. During the late 1800s, um, like I said, a lot of the African Af- African Canadians mm-hmm. got to use that. Some used so use African Americans, right? <laughs> often played hockey but it was mostly on ponds don't don't forget a lot lot of those more ice skating rinks they couldn't play recreationally even because well they're black
1: well there also weren't a to to that point though there were a lot of people just playing on ponds period because that was where where you would do that uh there, there was not a lot of rec centers period
0: uh, right, in the and way, the ones you know, they were that they, that did exist, they were not allowed
1: into. Yeah, so I mean, like, and I sort of got a different uh, taste of that living out in the Rockies, where there was a lot of pond hockey going on that you wouldn't sort of expect, to sort of see happen. But that was basically where a lot of people would play. A lot of people. That's, that's why they have the Heritage Classics, So sort of like give uh, to to honor where hockey's roots, which was on the ponds on the lakes on 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 the rivers of uh canada and, and northern united states uh, there, there's a reason why there was a lot of a lot of the great american players in the early days were from minnesota
0: yeah but you know we talk about the lake but we need to talk about the man himself yeah please let's do that yeah because i'm not grant to be fair because he doesn't have his own article you got to really got to dig deep a little bit more for him mm-hmm. but he was a very 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 significant man in terms of what he did he grew up in nova scotia of course and throughout his life he was a publicist he was also a stenographer so he was very big into journalism he was also the superintendent of an orphanage in that area too so this is someone who throughout his life wanted to make it better for children that didn't have it as good as others in mm-hmm. fact. In particular, the way that he did this would be trying to make his church, the African Baptist Church in the area, his goal to find a way to make it better for all black Nova Scotians.
1: Uh, so did he play hockey himself, or was 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 this just an idea that he came up with?
0: Um he, he played some hockey uh along, but in eighteen ninety-five He was with three other Baptist leaders, uh, James Borden, James Robinson-Johnston, and Henry Sylvester Williams. Yes, the three Jameses and Henry, Uh, I'll call them. (laughs) And these people were community leaders, they were lawyers, uh, they were activists as well, because Kenny was also very much an activist. He wanted black Canadians to be seen equally as their white counterparts. And he wanted to find ways to make it better for uh, Black Canadians.
1: Also, too, I was reading that it also helped uh, sort of drive member church membership.
0: Yes, it was. It was done to drive uh, church membership because, of course, in many ways, there are lawyers, but they're also ministers. They're also, in many ways, businessmen, too this, in many ways, would be a very symbiotic relationship. It would better the force for equality of black Canadians with a lot of black nationalism is very rooted into that. And for them, hey, it gets more people coming to our church. It gets more people talking about this orphanage I'm a part of, also my law practice. It it, it works. It works. Everything works out
1: i think also too, uh a, a gentleman that you've introduced me to uh that you're working with uh in the national sports museum mm-hmm. uh, that sort of ties in with that uh yes and his vision and i i, I don't want to speak out of turn because it's obviously his vision and you know, i'll uh, i'm going to have him on the show at some point point yeah, in time he's great yeah uh it, it's to basically talk about the how sports unifies and and just what what it does to sort of grow people, and this is sort of a, a great th- 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 thing for for this. Uh, I, I don't that may not fit because I think he's just doing that. Is he doing that for the United States or just all?
0: It's it's the U.S., but the, he's gonna have a few things sprinkle from you know Canada and other countries because even though it's American centric, it, it's. America is also a melting pot of other countries, too. So you right. gotta also in- include a little bit of that within it, because sometimes it's a much of the people's identities in the same way that people view themselves, with their identity in the same way they do for like, you know, um, with with skin color or sexuality. Or even other aspects, the country that you're also from, I should know, because there's too many people waving American flags all around this country. a big part of their identity and in Mm -hmm. that way too that could help us as well trying to shape the picture of how these people are
1: well and in canada hockey is pretty much woven into our fabric and it's sort of great that he's basically doing that in the same way although again it's it's still sort of sad that there was the need to sort of come up with a separate league uh, but that's a sad part of our history. Uh, how big did this league get? Because I read that this stayed until 1930, and I, I think there was, uh, was was it up to six teams. I might be mistaken here. I know it extended out into Prince Edward Island.
0: Um, I think there was at least six teams. Okay, there was a, there was at least six teams, but it was very very popular in Halifax. It really was oh, popular. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. I, right there was i had this it's seven teams seven teams Mm -hmm. in nova scotia and one in prince edward island so you had eight different teams and you you could tell just how and you could also tell just from where this is that a lot of the focus is in nova scotia with it like again this is very very historic
1: it would be yeah nova scotia was where again again there there was a a significant uh Af- afro-canadian population that that did exist in canada at the time
0: sorry 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 mystic. it's it's eight different cities with 12 teams in total oh 12 teams I, in I, total. oh wow 12 okay. team total I, my, my 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 text that i wrote on my doc sheet
1: what i found fascinating and i i guess kenny didn't may not have had a whole lot to do with it but it happened under his watch, so it still counts.
0: He, he, was, he was the president. He right. was their head so, guy.
1: When I, when I was doing my research, and I was amazed to find that the first recorded, or at least what we believe to be the first recorded slap shot, originated mm-hmm. in this league.
0: Yes. Yeah, like because of his innovation, which, you know, his idea of education came from the tuskegee model in alabama actually that's like like oh, yeah that that's true like okay. because he was an ed- educator himself for many of these young people he used that model for it. and the same idea that kenny would have you could argue the chl did that also mm-hmm. i mean the butterfly stance
1: well yes the, sorry <laughs> that's I, pretty I, big no i get i get excited about that because like it, it's one of those shocking things to learn that the butterfly fly stance and for those who are pretty much unaware of what that is basically it's just the way it sounds uh the, where the where the goaltender is executing that type of style Patrick Waugh was the master of it but at one point in time in the NHL it was actually illegal to actually bend down for the goalie or for organized hockey and as if you're gonna like it you know, bring up the offense. Obviously, you got to do something about the defense, and it just—it yeah. just makes perfect sense. I mean, like, I—I I don't know, I can't imagine that at one point in time that you couldn't go on your knees as a goalie.
0: But yeah, it just feels weird, but, but Oh yeah, but but but, but, this but again, that's a about the
1: excitement, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, over 400 players play throughout these teams. So like, okay, like, Not that many. Did, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. now.
1: Uh, obviously none of them made the NHL and I don't know if any of them would have ever been good enough. Cause prior to like in a certain point, you could actually challenge for the Stanley cup.
0: Uh, they wouldn't have because it uh, was more no. specific.
1: Of course. But, but I, I, what we don't know is the quality of the players having said that, uh, the idea, uh, and I think it's something that a lot of historians and sports historians should know this league did exist. Uh, I think the question that sometimes gets bandied about, and I don't actually know the answer to this. When Willie O'Ree broke the color barrier in the NHL, I don't know if there was a if there was. uh, How do I want to say this? You could say, "Don't worry, I won't. I won't judge you." Well, no, no, I'm 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 trying to word this properly. If if there was sort of like a bear, like like a barring at that point, or whether there just wasn't anyone necessarily good enough because bluntly there wasn't that many black hockey players at the time Uh, whereas we know in baseball and football and in basketball there was
0: uh, i'd probably say there was some but many of them didn't have access to it maybe unspoken
1: well yeah and and i think that's sort of the the other thing when you say access i think also too it's also resources
0: yeah of course
1: like it's a big thing i mean like if you're a soccer player you can pretty much play anywhere yeah like uh basketball there's ports everywhere uh if you are poor in canadian or american for that matter okay let's say you've got access to the ice that's great but back then there wasn't a whole lot of equipment no heaven forbid like it's i i I just saw my 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 nephew and niece and my nephew he's five years old he's playing hockey right he's he's a stout kid he's uh who knows what he's gonna play at this point, right? But oh, uh, nice! I didn't
0: know he had. Ne- I didn't know he had nieces and nephews.
1: Uh yeah. Well, I guess it never came up. Yeah. Uh, on on, on my wife's. Uh. Yeah, I, my, I know that Hans
0: doesn't have any kids. That's yeah, Hans have.
1: Many kids. Yeah, but my by, uh, well, I've got like a, well, two nieces, one nephew, but two in Canada. So he's just started playing hockey. He's like five years old, and there he's gonna like um his dad, my brother-in-law, they're obviously they're going to encourage them in that. But I mean, like, if you were, if you're going into hockey pretty much after the 60s when equipment just exploded, right? So mm-hmm. now you're just spending not, it's not just the time, it's the money on the equipment. And that sort of priced a lot of lower income Canadians uh, out. So like, that's sort of why you didn't see as many First Nations great hockey players as maybe you, you could have had they had the resources or black Uh I, I mean, like right now, I, I don't know if this is right or not. I looked this up last year and I think I, I counted like three South Asian
0: Canadian hockey players in the NHL. Yeah, it's it's there's not... Well, hockey itself has always had the reputation as a very white man's game. But it wasn't like that in Halifax. But back then, even though, yeah, it was seen as that way, the black team actually had more spectators to their games, at least 15. I read that because it was probably more entertaining. Yeah, they found it more entertaining. It's because, I mean, granted, there is a cynical part of me that might make it feel like, oh, they went because it's interesting to see it. But they were actually really, really exciting to watch. Like it's
1: now. Like, here, here's the question that, that I want to go here with. With that, uh, we've seen Willie O'Ree inducted as a builder, and uh, Carnegie
0: just made it. Uh, yes, uh, thank you.
1: Uh, so, is it this much of a stretch for Kinney to come in
0: next? I would say uh, no. No, it's not a stretch. Um, I mean, the the issue is like for Kinney, at least with. Willie O'Ree and Herb Carnegie, they were a lot. They have been, especially in the case of Willie, as he's still alive. Yeah, Willie's still alive. In the relatively modern era. he's They've been alive in the 2010s. Kenny died decades and decades ago. And, again, there's not as much information on people like him. And, unfortunately, similar to these other sports, they they don't have many people that are willing to go back in time and really dig through everything to find some candidates Ooh. which is why i come in but right. kenny kenny is so deserving like again we, he, were you
1: able to find if there there's any uh any lineage that he still has i couldn't really look at
0: that okay. um but kenny was even though he was one of the founders he was for all intents and purposes the head of that entire league like that was his league that he ran it's maybe yeah that that's that's his baby. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that 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 that's that that's what he did. I mean, he Absolutely. Like he the CHL for its impact on hockey, especially with historians and hockey historians and other people mention that. Like it, if it's as important as they say, they need to have someone from there and if they're going to do anyone it has to be James A.R. Kinney. I mean, I would be fine with anyone else but Kenny by far is the strongest case.
1: Was there any like set star there that m- maybe would take his place?
0: <sighs> um, to be we'll... honest, I haven't really looked at, as much okay. into that because most okay, of my no, attention has no, Kenny and most of the stuff I've read has said Kenny, 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 Kenny. Gotcha, gotcha. So,
1: Is, is so... Kenny in any Hall of Fame now?
0: Not that I, don't No, I don't, then... no. So I don't does, think like... he's in any. He's on Canada's Hall of Fame. I'm not even sure if he's in the Nova Scotia Hall of Fame. If there is, I don't know if there is one.
1: All right, well, he that's going to be our that. mission. We're going to look at that after.
0: Definitely. Yeah, so uh,
1: we'll we'll look at that. Uh, okay, this has been great. Uh, there's a lot of other shows here that we do here in the Bucknerverse. The weekly show that I do with Evan Nolan, where we look at Hall of Fame-related news. Uh, we've been doing a lot more live shows. So that's going to be happening a lot more. Uh, last one we did was where we, we uh, made our – Pro Football Hall of Fame semi-finalists. And uh, Vinny, I'm going to tell you right now, we're we're deciding, actually, we decided this last night, and you're going to obviously be a part of that on the 29th. We're going to be doing our finalists. Yay. Also. So Vinny's going to be a part of that. So if you like what Vinny does, I like what Vinny does. That's why he's he's a regular on uh, here in the Bucknerverse. And he's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes that has made uh, not Hall of Fame a lot better. And I just want to thank you publicly for that
0: no no problem i'm going to get you up some more uh more interviews in the pipeline yeah, I've, yeah there there's a, there's a few that, good ones that one ones that
1: one is just uh that, that one is uh locked up uh so that's happening tomorrow i just spoke with him
0: no he he's great he he he's he's great so i'm looking forward to that so
1: i'll be speaking with a gentleman from baseball reference so i'm very excited about that uh so there's also going to be a lot more shows coming through the pike. Uh, we reported a lot over the summer and early fall that I just have to go through them. They're a lot harder to go through because I have to rewatch football games.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, 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 sometimes now if you put me for an old football game from like the really early days, I'm very in, in tune. Wow. But but if you have games that are a little bit older, okay, it's one thing. But you know, some games I literally can't watch for psychological reasons
1: (laughs) Oh, okay well uh well no i get that i mean like i i refuse to watch a a certain saints game where a penalty did not go their way against minnesota
0: yeah same way that i refuse to watch a certain falcons game that more most people usually associate them with yes i I know which one you're talking about so with that (laughs) wherever you are wherever you may be stay safe
1: everyone